1: Fellies taken away, and I thought that should have been a try. So really, it's net even, I guess. Yeah, exactly. But it was a bit all over the place with those decisions, <laughs> and it just kind of stifles your momentum. When I mean,
2: I didn't think the refing was particularly bad in this game, to be honest. Compared to the no, game before, not, I thought it was fine.
1: So I don't. It's think not that it's really consistently play. bad. It wasn't good in those moments, and it was also it just made the momentum a bit haphazard. And I think we're still a bit fragile. Certainly then when, like, Argentina rip off like an intercept try straight after and you're like, that's a 14-point turnaround. We have put ourselves in that situation too often and we can't always rise to it. We need to get red carded. Yeah, we need a red card in every every game. We need a red card in that game to solve our woes. Mm. Red card, Hodgins, and figure it out from there. So this is the game that started when Patea ran
2: back and got a ball from the government and tried to pop it to Tom Wright. Um straight oh, off the they That's
1: right. And they fumbled it. And, and, they the fumbled it. It. and then there was another
2: yeah. one where they did a another one like high that. kick up in the air, and then they sort of messed it and it popped up again.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: You it
0: was a great start.
2: Oh god, it was not good. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Keep welcome, running. welcome to the <laughs> running rugby podcast for another week. <laughs> As we lament the I think we all tried to forget um, what happened two weeks ago, um, but now we're just reliving the torture. Um, You've got Argy here um, joined by Toby and Leo. Um, And obviously we're stoked at what the Wallabies managed to accomplish in their second week over there um, against Cheka and the Argentinians. Um, Not so much of a strong bounce. Um, back. We didn't get our second win. Uh, Similarly, New Zealand did get that strong bounce back, um, taking down the Springboks at Ellis Park, which is um, a bit bit of a feat to withhold, and Foster would have loved to see his men do that. Um, A lot closer game between the Springboks and New Zealand. It was 23-35, but the Springboks were in front late in this game, um, all the way uh, up to the 72nd minute um, before the All Blacks put on a couple of late tries, but starting to show um, a little bit more. And the main difference, I think, Leo would agree, that the Mwanga steering the ship in this one again, um, which helped. And then Argentina put 48 on the Wallabies. Um, some early errors cost them. They go down early. And a few tries overturned, but both ways, um, not much that you can say here, 48-17. Um, the Pumas are now on top of the Rugby Championship. Key takeaways
0: from from this last weekend last round guys um again i just think the the wallaby is very sloppy um you know disappointing that we can start in such a bad fashion we just never recovered and you know there's been a lot of injuries obviously there's been that lack of cohesion but i think a lot of that as well comes down to selections um I think the right guy to go with in this game would have been someone like Noah to pair with Nick Wyatt. And then you maybe even play someone like Simone next to him. So you get some real cohesion there from Super Rugby. Um, I think there's more journalists noticing this as well in terms of Rennie, I think, making some errors in selection and not perhaps persevering with guys where he should. And so at the moment, it's been compounded by injuries. But I think it's a bigger thing than that and obviously we saw Matt Taylor step down during the week in terms of, you know, after that defensive effort, maybe there was something else going on there but, you know, I think the Wallabies generally have been improved under this coaching setup from a defensive point of view but to go over there and concede that many points to a Pumas team that I think, again, we're a better team than they are, similar to the England series I think where we were the better team but we just couldn't execute on the day and and we weren't at
1: our best. So we deserved to lose, and, and that's what happened. Yeah, it's, it's painful to see us do something clumsy and disconnected between players that gives up. Um, you know, there's still a bit of a, a 50-50 w- the way the ball drops, and Argentina are just that, that sort of team that um, sometimes seem to be making their own luck. And, you know, the, some of the tries they managed to, to t- pinch off us after putting us under pressure under the high ball, um, just just being really relentless in defence and, and pressing in our face. Our guys got rattled and and made poor decisions or executed poorly. Um, in attack, Rennie is being quoted as saying that we made, like, six try scoring opportunities, but we, we fluffed our lines. we got guys who are the second or third man up in their position who just can't quite... Um, execute the pass at the critical moment under pressure, um, you know, can't read the defence in front of them to, to hit the right man with the ball out in front where he can take it. It's just sort of very stunted in attack at times. But, yeah, I guess you can see the fundamentals are there, the strategy, the tactics, the planning is there. And then it's just these guys need to... Um, it needs to be so, mu- so much muscle memory uh, in the game that they can just execute without overthinking it. It's just kind of heads up, heads up, execute. You know what to do because you've just rehearsed it so many times. Um, selections wise, I guess you kind of you can't, It's hard with with O'Connor because he's a veteran. He's been good. He's been injured, but um, you know he hasn't been excellent. Um, he's not really. Th- this game is almost the tipping point. If he'd come out having been declared fit, started the game, and had a much better game. Um, you know, it could be could be solidifying himself there as the ten given what's happened with Quaid, but now it's gone the complete other way. Mm. He wasn't as involved as maybe he could have been, but now he looks like, you know, washed up and and they've left him out of this next squad for the South African series, which is a pretty big turnaround um and must be a real knock on his confidence.
2: I mean, he he never really was back to his form ever since his injury in Super Rugby this year. We never quite saw him at his peak. But you have to say, like, what he in the try that got overturned, where he sort of came back on the blind side to the um, little one-two pass with Jordan Pattaya, Um and they got through, ended up being turned over for a, a ruck infringement, which probably wasn't a real ruck infringement anyway. But you saw that and you're like, oh, okay, like, is this going to be the comeback sort of game here? So I think it is unfortunate for him, but Again, I don't I think he needed more game time under his belt. Whether that it would have been better for him um to stay back and actually play a little bit in Australia to get some game time before going back to that. Um it's hard to say. But I mean injury necessitated that he had to be there anyway.
1: Yeah, it's 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 really tough when you're not in the best form. And whether it's by selection or injury for selection, the chopping and changing means that you're only getting like a game. and a a short sin off the bench to really try and prove your point. You're not getting bedded in. Think about, think about all the training reps that are going to someone else. And then you get your chance and then got all these guys who've developed a bit of a, you know, timing a touch for the ball amongst each other. And then you're dropping a new winger and a new fly half in amongst them. And it just all kind of breaks down. Like um, I don't, I don't know how they train. I don't know if they run a whole mix of backs all around. So they're all, you know, the ball's touching his hands and Noah's hands and, like, going all over the place, or if they're practising in their, in their 15 so that that um, sort of execution gets really tight. Just it, it feels like like there's kind of no combinations that are really glowing at the moment, um, and the chopping and changing in the game maybe reflects what's happening at training too.
0: I, I, I tell you what, guys, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what Bernard Foley can do after all you know, these last three years being out over, you know, up in Japan. Um
1: Eskimo brother. He
0: has (laughs) he um not me by the way. Um (laughs) you know, he's touted to perhaps start in in Sydney, which Do you think that's a good idea? Maybe looking a bit far ahead. I don't think it's a good idea at all. It's just like like knocking
2: Noah down again. It's It's been like we'll just fly in anyone to start over you, mate. Like
0: What if Noah has a great game? Surely you have to persist with him. You don't just change things up again. He's really had a tough run of things for the last two years of being thrown into tough games and then maybe not quite nailing it and then move on to the next guy. And, yeah, I know Quade played really well last year, but I think at some point you've just got to give Noah a really good stretch of games and back him, you know, make him play in the front line of defence and allowing him to build that combination at international level with Nick White and some of the inside backs around him. Um, you know, for a guy that's that young, he's going to have a lot of experience by the time he hits his mid-20s, but you just don't want to knock his confidence too many times.
2: Let's look at this week. Obviously, you've already mentioned um, Foley back in the mix here, coming back from Japan, has answered the SOS, obviously O'Connor out, um, a whole mix of players coming back to be available from injury including um, Hunter Paisami should be back, Flau Fainga should be back and available, Parecki Angus Bell should be back and available, and it looks like Andrew Kellaway as well um, should be back there and available. So what does this mean um, as we look forward to uh, a match against the Springboks that will be reeling and really annoyed um, having dropped that last game against the All Blacks at Ellis Park?
1: I think that's, it's great that we've got players of that quality back we're getting tier one players back first up selections back um, in the forwards parecki um, and potentially well i guess Slipper's is now the captain so um, the opportunity for bell to go back in um, at loosehead as a starter is not really there so i guess he ends up on the bench and then like that that just tightens up that scrum tightens up that front row um, back to back to Rennie's first choice. I think that's that's good. We're going to come up against a really powerful box scrum. They're trying a few new things in the front row, but it seems to be working reasonably well for them. Developing these next next group of guys. Um, they're still going to leave Malcolm Marks on the bench um, yeah, in this in this lineup. So
2: weird man.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's, look, it's like they they're taking the opportunity. Them looking at us, they're probably thinking the Wallabies aren't at their peak. This is our opportunity to blood some guys
2: yeah.
1: um, in, against them, against the Wallabies. And then when they play Argentina, when are they otherwise going to get that opportunity? They're going to want to go on their tour up north and, and crush, and they're going to want to start next year strong. So this is the opportunity for them. Um, so it's an opportunity for us as well. It's an opportunity for us to target those guys who are relatively fresh. Um, our guys also relatively fresh, but um, again, good to have the tier one guys back in there. Um, and then yeah, I mean I I think we should be putting in a Nick White, Noah Lulcio uh, half pairing, get Kellaway into some get into fullback, let Tom Wright go back out on the wing, and hopefully you still get that um, X factor that you get I guess they're they're chasing for um Pataya. Um nah. and
0: yeah, I reckon Pattaya and Wright will be out of the twenty three.
1: Possible, possible. They might put someone I else. You'll the
0: see the Hopefully, Hodges on the bench. Um, I'm really Kelloway Kellaway at fullback, right? Kellaway just yeah. gives you
1: steady head, steady hands. Um, is that know, because he popped, the He's those, been popping up in all the right places. Is that
2: because those league wingers uh, should be good under the high ball that the Springboks are probably likely to pepper us again since it works so well
0: um, from the Pumas? I mean, Vunavali Vuna is a tremendous athlete. He's good in the air. Yeah, he's going to be a little bit erratic, but that's what you get with Patea and Wright anyway. So I think. Regardless of who you go to on that open side wing, it's going to be a little bit of a risk. My worry is they put Reese Hodge back to fullback, and I don't think he's that great under the high ball. Like He can have good games here and there, but he yeah, also hot, can be a little bit hot and cold. Yeah, exactly. So hoping they back Hallway and he's got the fitness to come back in because he's just such a good de- decision-maker and defender and just so reliable. Um, but I think we do need to unleash Spoonavalo at some point, and I feel like this is a good point in time to do so ahead of the All Blacks games. Um, but I do get the sense that South Africa could come out here and absolutely demolish us.
1: It's, it's not really the time to be too conservative. Like, again, the South Africans are going to take the opportunity in the next four games to try some players, try some combinations, um, prepare for their, their tour at the end of the year, which is their mo- momentum build into a World Cup year. For us, the, the, like the competition is only getting stiffer, right? We're going to play the Springboks at home. That helps, but it's still the box. Um, still a very uh, well-regarded team, a lot of experienced World Cup winners. Then we're going to go on to the All Blacks. Then we're going to go play in everyone else's backyard up north. Like there's not going to be an opportunity to give people like Noah a softer a softer game to, to kind of build some confidence. You, you, we're just going to have to take some chances, put the best... Potential team out on the field that that goes for stability, not just all-out X factor, and and uh, you know guys who train hard and and combine well and and are good communicators and and are mentally like strong at the moment because there's probably going to be a lot of tough tough minutes in these games, and if we get some successes in these games against the Springboks and the All Blacks, like imagine the confidence boost they'll get from that versus coming in and playing a, a middling team and um, maybe winning but then being pulled in these tougher games like well, that's not going to help Noah's confidence so it's just got to just got to go for it now we've got four games they all matter but they're all they're all still building into a world cup year we've got to got to make good use of them
0: you see the record against the springboks at home march of the wallabies they've only lost yeah, I think like... I've only lost four games at home since the tri Net or since you know, professional era of the Tri mm. Nations and Rugby Championship. Last loss of
1: 2013.
0: So I think we've got a really good yeah. record against them at home. We had one um, draw. I'm not sure that here, really otherwise... matters. Yeah, I don't think that really factors in here. Particularly, I mean, Adelaide Oval is a bit of a funny one. It, it'll get mm. packed out, you'd expect, but it's not a. Yeah, it's a it's an oval stadium and. Probably not the best ground for rugby. Um, still have a good atmosphere, but yeah, hopefully they get a dry track and it's, you know, going to be a bit of a spectacle for that crowd. But then you come to Sydney, new stadium, um, always a bit of pressure playing in Sydney. I think it's um, it's a huge test for the Wallabies. Like Argentina is one thing. Playing in Argentina is really tough, but the pressure of coming home and having to perform, I think Rennie's under pressure. Um I don't think he's going to lose his job anytime soon. But if he drops four in a row of these last four games of the rugby championship, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on him going into next five. year. What what actual um,
2: changes do you think we need to make tactically, though? Is there something that we need to change of how we're playing? Is there something not working, or I think is it, it just be because more we're direct. more direct? So more sort of.
0: I think we're going. We're guilty of going side to side a bit sometimes particularly under Noah, when he's under pressure, he drops deep and then we try and spin it too early. I think we have to earn the right to go forward without some of our punchier ball carriers. I think Jed can help with that. Even Fraser, I think, has the potential to carry the ball ball a little bit more. Um, It's always hard against the Springboks because they are so physical and they're so big up front. But I think that's the only way. You have to get quick ball and you have to, you know, make that gain line advantage to try and roll on and then catch them napping.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's true. You've got to earn the right to to play through them. Like, but we're also doing a bit of that sort of playing out of our defense, choosing to run it sometimes. It's a bit of a Tom Ryder, a Pattaya kind of spur of the moment decision. We've had a few amazing breakouts from it, but we've also had some some balls up where we tried to play the ball too much in the twenty-two, taking a trying to take a high ball and and, and knock it back onto a runner. Like those those type of risks aren't paying off. They're going to knock our confidence against good opponents. They're going to hand over points that we can't afford to hand over. So we probably need to go into a shell a little bit and just make sure we control the ball in those moments and settle and and play a good good territory game. Um, that, that See, this is where... That the, sounds to me like we're starting
2: Foley and Hodge.
1: Well, that's the problem. That's the, exactly where I was going to say that maybe not Foley so much, but certainly Hodge at fullback with the bigger boot and the tactical kicking, if he's on, um, like some of his his kicking out of defence can be pretty handy. He's picking up more metres than anyone else. But um, I would like to think that you put Callaway back there, his decision-making in certain parts of the field sort of makes up for the the distance you might get out of him. You need to work your way up the field. You need to be disciplined. Like our discipline has been kind of poor. Now, some of that I think is a little bit unjustified because you get calls like the one on Slipper. That shouldn't have been called and that was a penalty um mm-hmm. massive turnaround you know within five minutes i think we we conceded a try too so um you know some of it's not our fault but it, it the guys coming in the side at the ruck like we just we've just got to really tighten up our our work at the ruck we've got to really tighten up uh defensively we're, we're pretty strong i think we're actually probably at the point now we're not getting that offside and maybe we need to challenge that a little bit more to actually push up a bit so it's not so much lack of discipline it's like you know calculated let's really challenge this offside line um we need to look for all those little little gains but also be very disciplined because it's the it's the opportunity to roll up the field with penalties against the south africans that Mm. gives you a moment to breathe it gives you more set piece we're strong in the line out when that's working we're strong in the scrums when we've got the first choice guys like those opportunities are good opportunities for us and then with the Mm. first choice backs the set piece, first, second, third phase off those set pieces has looked really slick. It just hasn't come off with the subs. So I think those things, we need to build build into that set piece, play a territory game again, not get too excited trying to attack out of defence.
2: It seemed to me that the All Blacks seemed to have success doing similar things, sort of getting good hard runs through the middle and the South African defence was prone to um, come in early and rush up. Um, and try and compress in. So they were available for that over-the-top over the, over the top sort of cutout ball or that quick blindside play um, when they're sort of back a bit on their heels. So that I, I think you're right. I think that is what we need to sort of focus on, and it's just whether or not we have the personnel that are going to be able to um, execute, which obviously is not something that we've seen from Rennie's men over the last little while.
1: Like, I love the idea that Kellaway comes in at fullback. Noah's in there at 10. He's looking to throw that ball to the 12, but they come rushing up. Kellaway's talking. He makes he makes a clear call to come out the back, and he's run a good line that's flanking that that encapsulating, sort of flanking in a defence, and you get opportunities out wide. And I think you get the better communicators. He puts Vonivali
2: through a gap, and he just um, does a How many times does Kellaway
1: cut it up, like outflanking a guy? and put someone else over and or, or being the guy supporting and, and picked it up. And you'll have Fraser McWright tearing through in the center as well, Jed chasing through like it's all there. It can be done. It's it's just execution and decision making. Um and and that's why I think some of those guys who we've not had through injury are going to be so valuable. They're not they're not just elite athletes that can outmuscle, outrun, out jump people. It's it's that sort of on field decision-making and intelligence that um, we've lost the guys who had a lot of that, I think.
0: They're going to put Hodge at fullback, aren't they, and Kellaway on the wing.
1: I can just see it now. It's quite possible. It's like, I really hope not. You know,
0: it's going from the extreme of having, you know, Patea and, and Tom Wright there with that unpredictability to guys that are really reliable. A I still don't think vanilla. Wright played too badly. Um, no, I didn't no, he think He got stitched that bad, up either, by Patea. Yeah, I think just having that combination just made it come unstuck. Um, I think, and Rennie, if he sees a bad performance, he's not afraid to drop you out of the 23 pretty quickly. He does punish guys if they misstep a bit. And you've seen that, obviously, with O'Connor. He's had two opportunities to make an impact on games and he's failed to do so and failed to implement the system that Rennie wants. And so now he's willing to give another 32-year-old a go, which you've got to wonder at some point whether that really starts to fracture the group a bit when you're kind of reaching a little bit for the next solution when it's probably there in front of you if you have enough patience um, to really back these guys and say, well, yeah, we do believe in you. We think you can get the job done instead of jumping around. And it happened a little bit last year in the back row when he'd be just changing the number six every second game um yeah and have we really landed on a our six i i still think we're we're searching for that person um you know jed's jed's great has he locked it down probably not harry wilson where is he like why yeah, it gets
2: one go a year and then just gets sent away
0: yeah it's, it's frustrating and it's something that it's happened under every coach, you know. They'd have someone where they'd bring them in, like Keegan Botham or something, and next week he'd be gone. You wouldn't see him for another year. Um, it is it is frustrating to see, though. Okay, so referee
2: for this game is Paul Williams. Um, so Good. a bit more in familiarity in terms of refs for us to know. So kicks off, as we said, late afternoon, mid-afternoon in Australia, 3.30 p.m. on the East Coast, 5.30 um, in New Zealand, um, boys, what are we thinking um, happens here? What's your bet for what the TAB has put the line up for?
1: This is going to be tricky because we've got that history and the TAB will love to play statistics, which probably means that we're favourite but not by much. I can't, I can't see how we can be favourite by much at all but I reckon that we're maybe favourite by like one and a half because they don't know the lineup and they'll just give us like a, a big historical bump. Having said that, I, I, I don't think that's totally unfair. I think if we get our, our best team that's fit out, we absolutely have a chance, um, a good chance of, of winning this game. It's not, it's not all foregone. Um, I'd say Stafford,
0: you're
2: favourite by three and a half. And Toby is right on the money. South Africa favoured by three and a half there. Cheat. Um, I didn't cheat. Yep. Yeah, so he definitely has spent his time obviously. looking up looking up the New Zealand tier B there. So <laughs> obviously um, the All Blacks made some changes. They get the win in Ellis Park. Everyone is no longer worried about this All Blacks team now. Um, completely uh, forgotten. Um, is that what it feels like over there? I don't know. It just it's suddenly there's gone Everyone like, shut up for a week. Yeah,
1: exactly. About yeah. a million articles in
2: every single day in the paper about Foster and how he needs to go. Um and where is Scott. They, they won it in
1: the last 10 minutes. Like I know. Yeah, it was it doesn't not feel convincing. like they,
2: they got out to an early lead with a couple of tries early and everyone went, Oh yeah. But then they almost capitulated and almost lost this. Yeah. Barrett That's gives right. him gets himself a yellow card late in the second half. And it almost gives them um, the spring box the time to come back.
1: Feels very much like a score line has, like, people are only reading the score line. It's, um, this there's is lot a lot ban- more happening. This game's a
0: band aid over a gaping wound. And they made yeah. a real mistake backing him through to the next, to the World Cup next year. I think that's, it's a huge mistake. So, what do we think happens with the Pumas coming
2: to um, New Zealand? Like, obviously, it's probably unlikely we we're going to see a big upset here. Yeah, no.
0: I mean, Checker can Checker has the potential to get them that kind of hyped up, that focused and bringing that intensity and building off the time that they actually did get a victory against the All Blacks. What was it? Was it last year or the year before? Um, I don't know. I think New Zealand, it, it will be, I'd say, a pretty handy victory to them. I think it could be close in parts, but they'll run away with it. Um, and then again, I think it will feed into the notion that, yeah, okay, we've made the right decision to keep Foster on. I think there's a lot bigger problems that will be exposed perhaps on the spring tour. Um, but I think they're getting Argentina at a good time at home where they can really dig the boot in um, and it'll make it seem like, again, they made the right decision to keep him on.
1: Yeah, I reckon this the line here will be like 15 and a half maybe more and and they'll be giving the all blacks a massive boost and and they could just come out and and romp over the top of them um, but but I'd like to think i mean argentina weren't undeserving winners last week like or two weeks ago like they they took their opportunities sure they they probably put on 14 points that were a bit fluky and don't happen every week but they they did a lot of good um, Sort of building an attack, and they exploited our weaknesses. There's, there's still weaknesses around these All Blacks. It's there is still a gaping wound under that band aid, as you said. So, um, I, I would like to think they keep it close, and it is maybe in All Blacks running it out late, few few um, sort of hard hitting, energetic subs coming on to really polish it at the end. Toby, do you
2: have a thought regarding the line we just heard Leo say? Fifteen, yeah.
0: I think it'd
2: be close to 20, I'll say, 18 and a half. And Toby is onto it this week. 22 and a half they've given the All Blacks here, really expecting a big run-up of points. Um, Any selections you guys are querying or predicting here? Um, Are you thinking that Mwanga maintains sort of his status now um, to keep that number 10? Um, We've seen um, Hoskins-Satutu coming back into the squad here Uh, People are saying that he might get his chance again um, coming back into the squad as well. Um, Anything else you guys are expecting to see?
0: I think there's potential they could make some changes in that back line. Do they persevere with Rico at 13? Do you think that someone else gets an opportunity there? Um, And Goodhue is
2: now out for the rest of the season with a knee surgery, so... Limits your. I could ability.
0: still see of Pia, maybe getting a yeah. run, but it's yeah, I don't know. Has severely really convinced either. I think there are some questions over him at international level. I think he's been consistently great for the Crusaders at Super Rugby level, but maybe just needs a bit more time in the saddle next to Moana, and he'll he'll really step it up in the way he does in Super Rugby, but. There just needs to be continuity there. I'm still not sold on Rika, as I keep saying. Um, they need to decide their best back row combination, the All Blacks. I think the Type 5 is relatively set. They do need some new props, but what can you do? I think at the moment the second row is solid. Hook is pretty decent and it's just finding the right balance in the back row um, and just less Barrett's in the team, I think, would would do them so, some good in the, in the back line. Damien McKenzie
2: um, becomes eligible again now, having played um, in the um, local um, minor 10 Cup, so it could potentially see himself back into a all-black jersey after his stint over in Japan.
1: Maybe. It feels like they need an injury to one of these other incumbent guys, like if if Barrett, Geordie or Bowden um, was injured now. Um, that's the sort of person I'd expect needs to vacate a squad spot for or 23 spot, in the 23 to be able to get McKenzie in unless he's absolutely lighting it up. But to be honest, I haven't seen a whole lot of noise about him um, from Japan or from, from his returns. So I'm sort of thinking he's probably got a bit more building to do. They might have him back in around the squad just to get him reacclimatized and um, sort of get, get his um, sort of intensity up in case they needed him. But, I'd like to see Geordie out of fullback. Um, I'd like to see, yeah, Moanga continue. Like, the, they gave Barrett opportunities. I think that now it's time for, um, for for Richie to have his turn and string together a few games. Like, you, you're not going to learn anything from chopping and changing back and forth, same as the Wallabies. You need to string some games together, a few different situations, pressure at different times, um, and really see how those guys communicate how they direct the team how they sort of choose their options in attack and defense so um i would really like to see richie stay and so yeah it's a real shame good hughes out um they really are just just thin on the ground there at 13
0: um
1: rico probably yeah. defaults through and, and at this point if guys aren't fit and even their return is a bit uncertain for you know how, how soon they'll be Um, able to return based Mm. on recovery going well or not, they might feel like they need to hedge and just keep Rico there and try and get him to the right level because he might be the last fit man at you know playing at that standard that they've got to choose. Have you seen all the
2: memes still about Foster just not understanding that Will Jordan's a fifteen now? It's just like play Will Jordan fifteen. He's on the wing, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's I mean, the, I think um, maybe the, stage. the missing piece might be Anton Leonard Brown. If you get him back in the team, perhaps then even Quintipia steps into twelve, and then you play Rico on the wing with Sebu Reese and Will Jordan at fullback. I like that combination a lot more.
2: Oh yeah, see that that sounds way more dangerous to me.
0: Yeah, and you get that Chiefs combination in the centres, or alternatively, if you get Goodhue back, you pair him with Avili, but. At the moment, it does feel like they still do lack a little bit of cohesion. Um, oh. And just having someone like Rico there in such a key position, I'll say it again, I don't think he has the IQ to, to really play that position at international level. He barely gets by for the Blues. Um, people have made a call that, you know, Roger Ch- Tuvasa-Shek should be in at 12. Maybe that's an experiment you could make. But again, mm-hmm. I think it's a high-risk play that could go wrong. And Foster, at the moment, I think he'll probably be reluctant to make many changes yeah. and just try and push through. Yeah, perhaps get the get the Rugby Championship under his belt and then experiment a bit more towards the end of the year.
2: Yeah, absolutely. When you compare Rico to someone like Lukanyo Adam and the form he's in at the moment, um, which on both sides of the ball he just seems electric, which is amazing considering what we thought of him probably three, four years ago. We are sort of surprised he was consistently getting picked in that 13 jersey, but he's just grown and grown in that position um, and doesn't seem to really make any mistakes at all and does some pretty good things um, week in, week out now as well.
0: I I just think the Springboks are a real testament to putting faith in guys and really persevering and developing them into better players. Um, And you'll see they've got great experience across the whole team now, obviously, but a lot of the guys kind of have played the forty or fifty game mark, so they've had, they've been able to rotate guys in and out occasionally. And I think obviously with COVID, the Springboks played less games over the last few years. But yeah, I just like the faith they seem to instill in their players, and they seem really, kind of together as a group. Um, and, and that's probably been the case for a long time, given they won the World Cup. But they seem stable. They seem like they have the belief within the group, and I think that's really going you know, to well for them for the next couple of years at least.
2: Absolutely. So that All Blacks game kicks off 5.45 Eastern, um, Australian Eastern time uh, and 7.45 here in New Zealand. So a couple of earlier games. And before the Adelaide game, we actually had a Wallaroos Black Ferns game as well. Um, This is a follow-up from just this past weekend uh, where, unfortunately, Wallaroos went down in a little bit of a drubbing uh, here from the Black Ferns, fifty-two to five—not what the Wallaroos wanted to have happen—leading um, into again into a World Cup. But the Black Ferns again show how um, solid and how potent they are on attack, um, and the Wallaroos will be hoping for a better showing uh, this weekend at the Adelaide Oval as well.
1: And just maybe just a, a quick um, sort of supportive shout out to Lane Gleeson and Ben Donaldson. A, well, I guess Lang got brought into the squad formally and Ben yep. Donaldson's up with, with the group um, involved in the training and the, and the preparation. Again, like these, these are the sorts of opportunities. They don't need to be um, huge squads just so you can include, include everyone. It's, it's great to see them bringing in um, prospective players to, to get a bit of a look at them without needing to name them in a squad, have a group of 40 people and just add confusion um so great for him and and for Lange like that's a massive uh yeah. rise out of out of the what shoot shield through super rugby um just just dominating when he's been in that Australian A setup and and now he's actually getting a run with the with the top team the like big boys obviously massive potential um probably it's going to be too soon for him in this series but this is where it's where it starts and uh for a guy who um is very physical, very, very strong and fast mm. um, and has, has, a, has a nose for the right gaps in the field. Um, like Bolter for next year, sure, but I'm more interested in five years' time. Like these are the sort of guys we need to put a few a few runs on and, and make sure they're ready for those opportunities.
2: Absolutely, especially given like Valentini's um, injury history as well. It'll be great to have not only like Harry Wilson in the wings, but maybe someone like Lenny Gleason there as well um hanging around for it. Um so well, Gleason
1: probably takes the pressure off Harry to see himself as an eight and maybe should be a six. So is he
2: a six though?
1: Or is he an eight? I, thought I would think he's more of
2: an eight than a six. He never plays six.
1: He kind of gets moved around but I just wonder if, if he's if his body isn't gonna put on the extra kilos that he might need to really can like to to build and, and dominate these mature opposition players, like maybe six, is his position. It's 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 more of a yeah, what's okay. he trying to achieve? What, what's he trying to build himself into? But uh, it's still early days. Like he yeah. could definitely continue um, packing on and and getting stronger. But um, you know, pathway to the Wallabies, there's there's room there at number six. He, he he's not a six that subs in the second row, but he's a six that can do just about everything else and is pretty dominant. Mm. Maybe maybe routes him more to being a bench. Back rower, but um, yeah, just you know, it's it's good to have that real pure pure eight kind of potential coming through. And yeah, if he's not that, he might be looking at something else.
2: Anyways, let's leave it there. A couple of big games this weekend, um, Saturday afternoon. So get your rugby out of the way. No more late nights and early mornings um, for us there. So it'll be good to see, and hopefully, we see a rejuvenated um, Wallabies team bounce back. And keep the record going against the Springboks historic test out there at Adelaide Oval, um, which is a lovely ground. I'd love to be out there to watch this one. Um, make sure you are following us on our social Instagram and Twitter pages that's at Running Rugby Podcast and at Running Rugby Pod, and liking and subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again, thanks for tuning in. I'll be watching this weekend and we'll be back next week to talk through all the games. Until then, keep on running. Run.